Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Are you worried about your cervical smear? Stay tuned to learn more. Hi, I'm Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health, and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel to women's health, where we aim to educate, empower, and inspire women on all things to do with their body. If you haven't already, check me out on TikTok, Instagram, and of course, subscribe on YouTube. Share this with all your female friends, as well as male friends, so we can continue to disseminate evidence-based information. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments below, and my medical team and I can make make some videos out of it to explain more information for you. And today we'll be talking about the top tips for you to implement before your cervical smear. So let's dive straight in. So let's first start with why do you need to go for your cervical smear? Well, the cervical smear, I've actually done a whole video on it um, before, which I'll link over here. Your cervical smear is something that you have to do so that we can help prevent you from getting cervical cancer. Now, the cervical smear doesn't actually look for cancer. It looks for abnormal cells within the neck of the womb known as the cervix. We also look for a virus called the human papilloma virus. And this is a virus that can increase your risk of getting cervical cancer. So if we can identify whether you have that virus, we can then identify if you are at high risk, medium risk or low risk of contracting cervical cancer later on. We also look at the cells within the neck of the womb. And this is known as cytology, which means that we look at the cells underneath the microscope and we can then identify if these are normal cells or becoming abnormal cells, which could then differentiate into cancerous cells. So it's a really simple test known as a smear test, which after the age of 25, you will get every three years. And it's actually one of the best screening programs we have in the UK to identify cervical cancer. So, you know, it's free, your NHS provider will provide it for you, and it's relatively easy and pain-free. Although having said that, I know that some women do find it uncomfortable, so we of course need to appreciate that every person's experience will be different. But I want to share with you my top seven tips to make sure that you have the best experience ever. Number one, speak to your nurse or doctor before you go for your cervical smear. If you're someone that who's quite worried, a little bit anxious, maybe it's your first time you're ever having your smear, and you just want to know a little bit more about the process, you can of course talk to your nurse or doctor before your cervical smear, just so that you know they can try and alleviate any concerns that you have and answer any of those questions that you have. And I know from uh, my experience, some women who have had um, emotional trauma in the past, sexual trauma, they find that any insertion down below can be really painful. So there's a condition called vaginismus, where the vaginal muscles contract and spasm whenever there's anything inserted within the vagina. So of course, when you insert a speculum, and I'll put a picture up here of a speculum if you don't know what a speculum is, when that's inserted into the vagina, it causes some women to tense up and become quite contracted and that can make it quite difficult to get a sample from the cervix. So talking through this can definitely help just to relax you and just allow you to know what to expect during the entire process. If you are someone that has been through domestic violence, rape, sexual abuse, please do let 
your doctor know or your nurse know before this, especially if you feel that this may impact the way the cervical smear may go, because we can make the environment much more comfortable for you. We can give you longer appointments. We can even refer you on to gynecology where they have specialized beds, which uh, mean that your legs and your whole body have a lot more space around the room, whereas some nurse and doctor's offices aren't so spacious. So it just means that we can ensure that you have the best experience. Tip number two, if you are particularly worried, please do ask for longer appointments. Now, what you may find is that if you go to the doctors or see your nurse, you may find that sometimes the appointments are quite rushed. And that's only because there are so many cervical smears that need to be done in a particular day. And we do need time in between each patient to clear the bed clinic so that it's ready for the next person. But that doesn't mean by, by all means that the quality of care that you're given should be sacrificed. So if you feel actually, I really do want to spend more time discussing the whole process before I go for it, then please do ask your nurse or doctor to have a double appointment so that you can get all the time and comfort that you need. Number three, bring someone with you. Now you are always allowed to bring someone with you. And I, I know sometimes when I call people from the, the waiting room, they say, oh, is it okay if I bring my partner or you know my grandmother with me just for support? I, and I always say, of course it is. It's, it's completely up to the patient. You know, This is your appointment. This is your time with your healthcare professional. So you can get all the support you want. Generally in COVID times, there was perhaps a minimization on um, how many people are allowed, but usually at least one person with you is fine and and especially during a cervical smear which can be a little bit worrying and, and can cause anxiety we do like you just to be completely comfortable so bringing a partner or your mother is completely fine number four is more of a practical tip and this is to go to the toilet before you come in for your appointment now this is just gonna save heaps of time if you imagine you've undressed you're on the bed and you're ready to start your procedure and then suddenly you need to go to the toilet then you need to get dressed and then leave again before you come back in and this can just disrupt the whole process especially if we've already got our equipment ready and we've got our our pots and our uh, brushes, special brushes that we use ready. Um, we don't want to sort of contaminate anything. Um, and further to that, during your procedure, we sometimes press on your tummy. So if you need to get to the toilet and we're pressing on your tummy, you know, it's really not going to be very comfortable for you. So um, do make sure you do go to the toilet just so that one, we don't force you to go to the toilet when we're pressing on your tummy or have the speculum in inside or um, you know, we're mid procedure and you suddenly realize you need to go and it's just not so comfortable for you. So yes, make sure you uh, empty your, your bladder beforehand. Tip number five. Now this is a tip associated with how to find your cervix. Now in some women, it's quite easy. You insert a speculum and there you go, you find the cervix. But of course, every woman is different. You have taller women who will have longer vaginal canals, so you'll need a longer speculum, and it can be a little bit harder to find a cervix. And in smaller women or uh, women who have slightly higher uh, BMIs or slightly fatter, they would may have difficulty, it may be difficult to find a cervix just because of the abdominal tissue around the vaginal canal. So in these situations, your healthcare provider may ask you to do different positions, like putting your fists behind your lower back. They may ask you to turn onto your side 
And what we do is we might try and put you in a position where it's comfortable for you, but also where we can get a really good sample. Because remember, if we can't get a good sample, then we send it to the lab, the lab brings back a, a report and sometimes it comes back as inadequate. And an inadequate sample means we haven't quite collected all the cells we need and we need a good quality and quantity of cells collected in order to give a, a, a valid result. So that's why we may ask you to be in certain positions. Now, if you have a retroverted uterus, so that means your uterus is um, facing the other way uh, compared to some women, and actually we're all different, we're all made differently. So anatomically, even if you have a retroverted uterus, it does ha doesn't have any implication on your life, your fertility, um, sexual intercourse or anything like that. It's just an incidental finding that we find and we're like, oh, okay, that's quite interesting. It just means that we need to find uh, your cervix in a slightly different way. So we may ask you to lie on your left side. And some women actually find this is a little bit more comfortable for them. So lying on your left side um, is a possibility. So if you think that's more comfortable for you, please do talk to your healthcare professional because they can uh, certainly do your speculum with you on your side. Number six, if you have started your period and you have your cervical smear test appointment booked, please change it. Now, what I found is I have inserted a speculum inside patients and I'm going to just take a sample. I've got my brush ready, I've got my pot ready and I go in and then blood comes and the patient started their period. And of course you can't help this. You don't know always when your period's about to start, but if you know you're gonna start your period, then do change it. And the reason why this is um, not ideal is because the period blood can interfere with the cells that we're trying to collect from the cervix. If there's a contaminated sample, we can't always get a clear result of what the cells in the cervix are doing. And therefore, when we look at the cells underneath the microscope, it may just be full of blood rather than looking at um, any abnormal cells or HPV virus. So please do change it if you are about to start your period. And tip number seven, it's my final tip, and that is to do with your speculum. Now, if you read the Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust um, guidelines, you can see that a whole load of tips on, on the website. And one of those tips is asking about what size speculum you want. Now with the speculum, this will depend on you as a person. So if you, as I mentioned, if you're really tall, you may need a longer, slimmer speculum, uh, just so that we can reach all the way to the end of the vaginal canal, which is where the cervix is. And if you are quite small and, sh and short, then we can perhaps use a smaller one. But this isn't always a hard and fast rule. So just because you're small doesn't mean you're definitely gonna have a small speculum. Um, you may need a slightly bigger one, especially if you've got ab abdominal weight, which can mean that fat from the abdominal cavity can um, actually slip through the speculum and really obscure the view of the cervix. So it will depend on woman to woman, but of course we want it to be as comfortable as possible. So you can always ask for, you know, can I perhaps have the smallest size possible for my vagina? And your nurse and your doctor will of course try and oblige to making sure that you have the most comfortable experience and giving you the smallest size. But if they try a really small one, they might actually be like, actually we can't see anything. I might need to just increase the size slightly. And, and one thing to note is that your vagina is like a balloon. So when you insert a speculum, it increases in size. It does increase in size. And then when, as soon as you take out the speculum, 
it will collapse again because it's elastic tissue which just collapses in itself. So if you're worried about, oh my God, if they use a really big size speculum, my vaginal canal will be much larger um, and it won't ever go back. It's not true. So do not believe people that tell you that. So that concludes this video. I hope you found it useful. Those are my top seven tips to help you during your cervical smear. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments below. And of course, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and share us on YouTube. All the best, take care, bye.